Welcome to the Internet, live from the Marriott Library at the University of Utah in a dank basement somewhere in the Logan metropolitan <laughs> area. This is the Red Line Podcast. I'm your host, quote, light rail that no one uses, Dunstan, and these are my co-hosts. Kyle, quote, basement enjoyer, close quote, Holland, and... Alex, quote, upstairs enjoyer, Fielder. <laughs> Today, we're talking about the Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority and one of the poorest performing light rail systems in the world. Just why has VTA's light rail system struggled so much? Learn more after the news. Caltrans has once again chosen the way of the past instead of the way of the future, closing an $80 million contract for four new hydrogen-powered intercity trains What to be based off of Stadler's highly successful Fort model. Why do American transit agencies continue to invest in bad technology that early adopters are already ditching? Who knows? Either way, California should bite the bullet and put up the dang wires. I thought, the, why? I thought this was just in L.A. No. Intercity hydrogen trains. What, the, why? Hey, at least they're getting the flirt, so it'll be easy to convert them to anything else. Because hydrogen... It's the way of the future that all the early adopters in Germany are selling off their trains from because it sucks so bad. <sighs> well, that's a real shame. I, I, California makes some seriously interesting decisions sometimes. That's sometimes. a very polite way of putting it. That's like <laughs> typically, yeah. Yeah, I guess with all the momentum you can, that California's got going as a state, Gotta, gotta have yeah, some, that would a be negative misses. momentum at the moment, I believe. Still waiting for the Hindenburg train. <laughs> that will be very funny as long as there's no one on board. Yeah, just like the real Hindenburg. Wink, wink. The Hindenburg would have been very funny if no one was on board. This is true. Uh, in other news, so you guys know the, the uh, you probably don't know this, but uh, so Lagos, Ni- Nigeria, right? That's one of the largest cities in the world these days, surprisingly. I did not know this. But now you know. Thanks. Uh, you know how the Chinese like to do this thing where, like, they come into your country, they build you something, and then hold the debt over your head forever? I've heard about this, yeah. And then yeah. also don't actually let you operate anything on it? Okay. So previously, uh, the Lagos Metro, which is a fully grade-separated metro line, was operating hourly diesel pulled service uh, because they couldn't afford the train sets from electric stuff. It was special. Because uh, China built the fully grade separated metro and was like, all right, here you go. Eh, sucks. Yeah. But good news. They have started operating half hourly service. With diesels. With EMUs. Oh, wow. So they're improving, and they're expected to go to 15-minute service with EMUs by, like, the end of the year. Wow. So I'm glad that they're finally getting, like, you know, some real metro action going on there. I gotta say, way more useful than one hour, 15 minutes. Diesel hauled? Yeah, I'd say so. Well, they're already doing more service improvements than UTA. (laughs) <laughs> Got him. <laughs> More than anyone in this country, that's for sure. They're increasing service by 300% hey. to a barely acceptable standard. Hey. So anyway, this has been the news. 
That was cringe and cursed. <laughs> this is definitely one of the misses. Yeah. I think it's a dub. I'm counting that as a win for this podcast, you can think which has 600 subscribers on, on, YouTube. on YouTube, on the YouTube, on the, on the, I almost said something I shouldn't say. Uh, so San Jose is the 12th largest city in America and to the horrified surprise of most who find out the largest city in the Bay Area. Hey. Did you not know this? No. Yeah, fun fact. San Jose is larger than San Francisco and Oakland. By how much? Um, significant amount. Like, San Francisco has like 860,000 people. San Jose is like 1.1 million. Rude. Get building, San Francisco. This is a competition. Yeah. It's a deeply suburban part of the country with alternating rows of massive tech campuses and single-family housing developments. That sounds healthy. Even the downtown <laughs> is rather suburban, especially for a city of its size. Yeah, look up. let's look up the downtown San Jose skyline. Is this the three suburbs and a trench coat one? San Jose. Look it up. Preferably skyline picture. <laughs> wow. Isn't this great, guys? It's definitely a real downtown of one of the largest cities in the country. Three suburbs and a trench coat. Yeah. Oh, it's got its own Japantown in Little Portugal. Well, I think that that's like the very small part of the city that is not a massive suburb. Yeah, I can see that. They have apartments and a train. Here, I'm going to send you a picture of of their downtown and you can enjoy. I do like that Salt Lake City has a, a substantially more impressive skyline than... Yeah, I would say that's very disappointing <laughs> for being the largest city in the Bay Area. So I don't know if you could call any of these high-rises, but like, well, I guess you could, but they're they're buildings. I, I would call them cool. mid-rises. Mid-rise, <laughs> because they're mid. <laughs> thank you. Your thank you. That was, Yeah. But it is blessed with pretty decent public transportation. So on the west side of the bay, you can take Caltrain all the way to San Francisco. And on the east side, there's BART, the Capitol Corridor, and uh, the ACE, if you're feeling like you want to go to Stockton for some reason. (laughs) How's the uh, local transportation? Because BART and Caltrain will just get you out of there real fast. This is true. Uh, San Jose and its surrounding communities also have a mass transit system of their own. The Santa Clarita, or excuse me, Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority, commonly referred to as the VTA. I don't think anybody says it that way. No, me neither, but I came up with it, so (laughs) it's copyrighted. Yeah. All right, Alex, hit us with the history. Copyrighted Red Line Podcast 2023. That's not how copyright works. VTA. You're thinking of trademarks. Trademark the Red Line Podcast 2023. Okay, if anyone well. else says it, I will sue you. <laughs> That's also not how trademarks work. If you say it, I'll sue you. VTA. Consider yourself sued. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> well, anyway, the, the VTA history, um, boom and not so boom, 
the VTA, then called the Santa Clara County Transportation District, was created by an act of the California le legislature in 1973 after the last of the local bus companies collapsed. Yeah, prior to this, you had your pretty standard situation where there's like three competing bus companies all running the same routes. And as it turned out in 1973, uh, that was no longer financially sustainable with like, you know, nickel fares or whatever they were paying back then. So. Crazy. And this name is not as cool as VTA. The SCCTD does not roll off the tongue. You, you I mean you don't like to ride the skkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkk
Anyway, with this fever that San Jose got, they began planning for a new line called the Guadalupe Line, which would run south into downtown from the northern reaches of the city. In the first phase, running between Old Ironsides and Civic Center, opened on time in 1987 after only a year of construction. Impressive. A whole phase in one year. Don't be too impressed. It was just median running. Okay, they built anything in a year. This is true. And here we can't, like, fix a road in a year. This is Second South moment. Uh, This is true. (laughs) Poor Second South. Yeah. Starting to come together in some places. Yeah, then you hit a brick wall at Second East. Like, next to, like, Beer Bar or whatever, you know, the kind of, like, little strip of nighttime entertainment there. They finally finished construction there for... Crazy. It only took him six trillion years. Is a uh, beer bar the one that is owned by the guy who plays Phil Dumphy in Modern Family? I have no clue. Or is that Bar X? I think they're right next to each other, aren't yeah. they? I, I think one of them Probably. is. Probably. I don't know. He owns a bar in downtown Salt Lake. I just cool. I'm not too sure which one. The Circle of Life, etc. Does he also own Taqueria 21, which is next to those two things? <laughs> no, but I, I went to high school with a girl whose parents owned that, and um, enough said. Do you just said. know everybody? Alex is just, like, secretly has, like, Illuminati, Salt Lake City Illuminati connections. I, I, I yeah. wish. That'd be pretty cool. If we, if we ever need some corruption done, we'll hit you up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I can probably do corruption on a small scale. <laughs> a small amount. Yeah. More if you pay me more, but... And thank you to our patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Making corruption happen since... Supporting corruption since <laughs> 2021. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I always say, my favorite political saying of all time. Corruption is fine as long as it does something I like. <sighs> I feel like everyone feels that slogan. way. <laughs> I'm, I'm ineligible for office in the United States of America now based on that phrase. Now if I move to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, so we're building a light rail. We've got one yeah. phase. Yeah. So Now we have two. Yeah. The, the line that took uh, VTA's light rail downtown uh, the next year followed... Wait, oh, let me try that again. Was finished. I didn't. Yeah. Here, I'll write it down. Yeah, write coherent <laughs> English. Thanks. Sorry, I normally write for myself and I can, like, just bridge gaps. Yeah, <laughs> Wait. I'm like the anchor man. <laughs> downtown, <I> just... <laughs> that was the line that took VTA's light rail downtown was finished the next year. Okay, we're doing great. And I'm going to put in parentheses. 1988. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I, I just read everything that's written for me. <laughs> Listen in while we write the podcast in real time. <laughs> okay. Are we good? It looks fine now, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Good luck. Okay, I'll give it a shot again. Um, the line that took VTA's light rail downtown was finished the next year, 1988, Followed by a line into the southern reaches of the county in 1990. 
More track further to the south opened in 1991 at the same time as a short spur line to Almadan. Yeah, I don't know how to say it either, so I think your guess is as good as mine. Uh, but, yes, so they so they finally finish, right? Like, they build this whole, like, I don't know, 20-ish mile white rail line, right? And, like, everyone's like, wow, we, San Jose, are a real city now. Now that you have a light rail line. <laughs> right, and as it turns out... Uh, so 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 for a successful like suburban light rail line, what to, what are what are some of the elements that could make it success successful? Uh, feeder buses. That's a good one. Um, good land use around the stations, or a very powerful and attractive downtown that a lot of people work in. Yeah. Uh, so. In other words, they need to be solid destinations along the route. There has to be either a very solid destination or good use along, land use and feeder buses along the whole route. Yeah. Or both, which is ideal. Calgary cough cough. <laughs> but, you know, San Jose, uh, did it have good feeder bus routes to the light rail? No. No, I thought they had lots of buses down there. Not in 1980. Oh, And right. they weren't, like, feeding. They, were, they didn't build the system to feed the light rail line. So they didn't do a bus system redesign after they opened the light rail, Correct. rail line. That's uh, the hell. Does San Jose have great land use along its... We saw the map, no. The answer to that question is no. Does San Jose have a very powerful and attractive downtown? We saw the map, no. So <laughs> how do you think that San Jose's original light rail line did when it opened? Not very well. You would be correct. Uh, so initial ridership projections were about 40,000. Uh, in the first year, it got about 23,000, that is. That's a bunch of Not days. just 23, that would be... <laughs> And then the city, and then the VTA redesigned the whole bus network, and the city kicked in some major developments around the stations. Well, no. Oh. Because um, VTA has always kind of treated its light rail like a very expensive bus route. <laughs> it's not designed for speed. It's not... <sighs> it has request stops, right? Stop designing trains not has for request speed. stops yeah and that's going to keep such a reliable schedule yeah and uh, the trains aren't particularly high capacity either and so it had some problems starting out but it some. didn't matter because what's the next thing the next thing is boom correct so then came the dot-com boom Silicon Valley, which came into existence because of the dot-com boom, uh, and is basically, like, co- like co-extant with VTA's service area. Cool, cool. Uh, was the talk of the whole world, and businesses were flocking in droves to suburban San Jose, the best place in the world to develop technology. Apparently. <laughs> Why this isn't in downtown San Francisco, I don't know. Well, it was later, in, but... Uh, yeah, it's probably cheaper in San Jose. Like, the AI revolution is largely in downtown San Francisco, gotcha. but that's a whole other thing. Um, ridership on VTA's various bus routes and light rail line exploded to nearly um, 150,000 every day, promoting the VTA to undertake a set of ambitious expansions to both bus service and the light rail system. Yeah, so, you know, when you, when you have a tax base in a place, right, and that place explodes... You get a lot of money all of a sudden. And so VTA is like, hmm, well, our first light rail line was an abject failure. 
But if we build more of the same stuff, of the same thing, then it will be better. It'll be a bigger object failure. No, <laughs> it'll be a success. And they built the other lines different and then made them faster and had better development. I mean, some of them were faster. Wow. So this leads us to 1999. Uh, service was extended west to Mountain View and a connection with Caltrain was created. Um, uh, that was the second uh, connection to Caltrain. I forgot to mention this, but the first line had a connection to the part of Caltrain that only runs four times a day. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this was their first connection to Caltrain proper. What is this? San Jose's Pleasant View Station? Uh, I guess so. One of San Jose's Pleasant View Stations. There's like a whole... There's like seven stations further south than San Jose where, where Caltrain runs only peak service. That's weird. Why doesn't it just go the whole way? Because the trackage that they run the only peak service on doesn't belong to um, Caltrain. Did they fix that? No. But now they're just going to do a shuttle from um, San Jose Duradon, which is the like main train station in San Jose, to the bottom of that line instead of like running through from San Francisco. Gotcha. Well, and then in uh, 2001, service extended to uh, Milpitas? Milpitas? Milpitas. Milpitas. Um, at Alum Rock Station, where we'd eventually meet Bart. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, and I should clarify it wouldn't meet Bart at Alum Rock, it would meet Bart at Milpitas. So. It's very confusing because. <laughs> Because there's a whole bunch of stations in Milpitas, but one of them is named Milpitas because that's also where the Milpitas BART station is. So even though there's like, you know, five, six stations in Milpitas, there's only one that's called Milpitas, and it's actually kind of like at the very edge of Milpitas. Not so, confusing at all. No. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very straightforward. And um, so 2005, the system's final expansion was com- complete to Southwest Vesona? I'm not good with these names. Uh, <laughs> giving the system a connection to San Jose's... <laughs> Dijon? Diradon. Diradon Station. Maybe the most important transit hub in the Southern Valley. Yeah. Uh, Diradon is very important. So it's where like all the inner city Amtrak routes come into San Jose. And if you're from San Francisco... That's where you're probably going to catch uh, an Amtrak train. It's also like the end of line for mainline Caltrain. It's the end of line for Ace. It's the end of line for Capital Corridor. Uh, someday there's going to be a BART station there. There's a VTA light rail station there. There's a bunch of like um, bus routes that end there as well. So it's kind of a big deal. It's like, yeah. Dang. Where's the BART station going to be? Like 500 feet underground? Correct. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in uh, 2020, VTA opened a bar extension into San Jose for the first time, ending the line at, no, not another one, Berryessa. 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 Yes. Okay. <laughs> this line has a connection with VTA light rail at Milpitas. In addition to Alum Rock Station in Milpitas. And several other stations also in Milpitas, which are not on BART, but on the San Jose light rail. And Does this, that make sense? This didn't get confusing. <laughs> no, it doesn't, which is... 
We have fun here. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we do. And wait, they got rid of one of the lions or extensions? Yeah, so um, basically down in Almaden, which is kind of towards the south end of VTA Light Rail. That's just a weird branch. They had a weird little, uh, they had basically the, the VTA S line, which was a weird little three-stop shuttle service. Oh, it didn't even It didn't run through, no. <sighs> it, it was very much the S line of VTA. And so uh, in 2019, you know, this thing just had, like, five people riding on it on any given day. Yeah, at least the S-Line gets, like, a thousand. Just no one used it. And so they've been talking about closing it down for years. But in 2019, they were finally just like, ah, no, goodbye. So rest in peace, uh, Prince. (laughs) Sweet Prince. (laughs) Rip. VTA S-Line. Yeah. Meanwhile, the dot-com bubble is about to pop. Yeah, it did. And then VTA's uh, ridership bubble also popped. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ridership Ridership declined throughout the aughts, especially on light rail, which was carrying less than 30,000 people, I should mention, on 40 miles of track by 2019. (laughs) That's some ugly numbers. And, I, and it's not 30,000 people, it's less than 30,000 people. Like, we're talking, like, twenty three to 27,000 most of the time. Ooh. Um, yeah, painful. Oof. Uh, the VTA also faced a rather serious set of budgets, budget crisis in the 2000s uh, because they lost all their tax base because of the bust. Right, right. <laughs> Basically destroy it. Yeah, so things weren't great during, like, the 2000s, but after the Great Recession was over, they kind of rebounded and fixed their budgetary problems and got back on track, except the light rail, which has always remained quite lackluster. Haha, ha, back on track. Very good. Yeah, I know. I'm a, yeah. I'm a genius of science. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, by 2019, they kind of stabilized like they weren't at where they were at the peak in 2000 but you know they also weren't carrying like two people a day like they were in 2008 or whatever like they were doing okay and then wham coronavirus hit woohoo yeah but which helped. it was great for uh it's great for going outside oh yeah and, okay. and taking public transportation in san jose as well yeah <laughs> Real great for that. Uh, and then in uh, 2021, just as they're trying to, you know, start recovering like everyone was, uh, they had a shooting, a mass shooting at their uh, light rail maintenance yard, <sighs> which was very, uh, killed nine people in total. Who does this? <sighs> Disgruntled former employees. Can't you just do like vandalism or something? No, you can't. You have to shoot up the light rail yard. Great. So, you know, rest in peace, obviously. Terrible yeah. tragedy. Yeah. Tra- tragedy. Tragedy. Um, but it did have the effect of putting VTA's light rail out of service for like six months in 2021. While which, they figured that while out. They d- overcame the massive trauma of having nine of their co-workers shot out from under them and, you know, not having enough maintainers anymore because a lot of their maintainers were dead. Yeah. That would do it. So it was a rough time. 
Uh, and then, you know, they didn't actually... So service returned in like last year in 2022 and they were operating on 20 minute headways for a while because they didn't have enough uh, operators. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they've returned to 15 minute service now. So their ridership recovery on light rail has been quite poor, even relative to their already poor um, pre-pandemic performance. But I don't think we can quite hold that against them. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I I remember, I think we covered that as a news item uh, sometime last year. We might have. That would have been very early in the podcast, in 21. Back in the day. I think that that was actually like our... Yeah, I I think we covered the recovery. Oh, the... Yeah, yeah, that's right, the 15-minute service resumption. Yes, I actually remember that now. So, Yeah. So that brings us to the VTA today. Uh, Today, the VTA carries around 85,000 daily riders and has one of the fastest pandemic recoveries of any U.S. transit agency despite the tragedy on their light rail system. They had like 43% growth between 2021 and 2022. Well, their ridership was already at rock bottom, so it's hard for it to go any lower. (laughs) This is true. Uh, you know, and they have some interesting and good services and frankly, some weird and funky ones, uh, weird and funky light rail request stops, old trains, slow speeds, very few daily riders, uh, great corridor they actually have is the 22522 corridor, which is one of the strongest bay, uh, transit corridors in the Bay. It carries like a quarter of all VTA trips Oof. and has express and local service. Uh, that's why it's 22-522, because the, the 5 stands for express. So those two buses together carry, like, as ma- more people than light rail, if maybe about as many? Uh, yeah, I think that before the pandemic, they were carrying about as many people as, like, the most ridden VTA light rail line. Oh, each. yeah, they do have multiple lines. So, so Lovely. yeah, they were, they were, this is quite a good corridor. Uh, and, you know, the VTA is working very hard on bus improvements. They have a great core service network. And unlike other Bay Area transit agencies, whom shall not be named, <laughs> they are not currently facing a horrible fiscal deficit. <laughs> yeah, fair. Although, to other unnamed agencies' credit, at least the uh, VTA has been just sitting on tax on sales tax revenue for a long time and has not even had the opportunity to grow reliant on fair revenue. Oh, their highest fair reliance ever was 13%. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think they're in any danger of becoming too reliant on fairs. Yeah, real dangerous. I don't think they're in danger of having any reliance on fairs. 13%, man, that's not... Um, so... You know, because VTA's light rail sucks so badly, um, there's been talk, like, since, like, 2010 of just getting rid of it because it costs so much and no one rides it. This is a fully built 40-mile light rail system, and there are legitimate talks of just getting rid of it. It's that bad. It's that bad. And let me guess, if they want to make it better, they have to, like, basically build it again. No, not really. No. Um, but yes, also a little bit. Great. So, but you know, this year VTA has made like a long-term commitment to stick with light rail. Like they don't want to just like ditch the whole, um, 
$2 billion system they have. Yeah, that does send a pretty bad message and also screw over, like, a large portion of their riders. Right. And, you know, even though no one rides it, it has been a development catalyst in some ways. So. Which, in the long term, could lead to actual stable ridership. Maybe. <laughs> they try harder. Who uh, knows? I'm, sh- I'm sure they could also get state funding to keep it operating just because of California's Oh, yeah, it is California. Goals. They do I don't believe know. in state funding. With how badly the GAV has been acting lately, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> the GAV. <laughs> the GAV. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new one. He keeps vetoing really good things. Rude. Gavin Newsom, when a good bill comes across his desk, veto. <laughs> Instead of a fire danger meter, do we just need like a the Gav meter? <laughs> danger of veto, veto danger today. <laughs> yeah. It's because he wants to be president, and he thinks that That's to be president, stupid. he has to veto like progressive legislation. What? He's run, it's governor of California. I know. He does not seem to know that. He seems to think he's like the governor of Pennsylvania or something. So, <laughs> and why does he even want to be president? I don't know, man. Why would you want to be president? It's like Buttigieg running for president. Yeah, it, it, we need the peat. Feel the peat. <laughs> Feel the Buddha burn. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> On that note, candy break. Sure. Why not? Here, I'll put these in my in the computer screen. There you go, Alex. Okay. Mm, thank you. Nom, nom, nom. My name is Pete Buttigieg, and I am running for president of the United States of America. Good for him. I hope he wins. Yeah. He's not this time. That's oh. probably a good idea. And given that his boss is running for president and is the president, I'm not sure how well it would go for him. Yeah. I, I think we need Jeb! Exclamation point back. <laughs> oh yeah, that one. Oh, we need a campaign are... similar. <laughs> Truly, our missing king. Let's be real. Yeah. Is this your lunch? I'm not on a meal schedule today. Oh, okay, fair enough. According to the internet, the bike ride I did this morning was a thousand calories on the uphill stre- on the uphill direction. So I've just been eating carbs and sugar all morning. I was wondering why you were a little low energy today. I would imagine that that would probably have an effect. So. You know, I've lived with Kyle long enough to know what various, like, moods might signify. As I'm sure he can do with me. Yeah, where's, where's the little chart? Do you have a chart? There's a little chart that oh, one yeah, acts yeah, yeah. low energy, <laughs> high energy, positive, negative. Right. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Only I think you're at like low energy neutral at the moment. Yeah. That is how I feel about the VCA light rail. Ah, uh, joke's on you. Next time we go to the bay, we're riding the whole thing. <laughs> How long is that going to take? Five years? Oh, probably a couple hours. It's not that long. We might pump up the annual ridership, too. <laughs> 50% increase in VTA light rail ridership today as two people ride. Hmm... <laughs> <laughs> 
there's a person who's going to get really mad at us on Twitter for this episode. As someone who lives next to the VTA light rail and rides it every day. She's like a transit advocate in San Jose. So she may be the transit advocate in San Jose, but <laughs> so she she always gets mad when people call the VTA shitty because we're calling their light rail specifically bad. We already complimented their bus system like at least twice. Yeah, she gets just mad. And also gets mad when people uh, criticize the $12 billion six-mile BART extension that VT is trying to do. (laughs) 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 $12 billion, you said? Yeah, for six miles, four stations. Reasonably priced. (laughs) (laughs) okay alex whatever you say bud (laughs) given that you could build tracks the entire uta rail system twice or excuse me four times for that amount of money i'm not sure it's worth it (laughs) two billion a mile Uh uh-huh wow are we sure this is a better investment than just literally rebuilding the vta light rail Mm-hmm. It almost certainly is, but like, <laughs> given, that, given that this BART extension is meant to carry more, is supposed to carry more people than the VTA light rail did at its peak per day. Let me guess, this is going to tank VTA light rail ridership even more. I actually don't think it'll tank. It doesn't follow any of the same, like... Oh, okay. I'm well, thinking people were getting a connection previously. Well, why don't they help. just run bar on the... Um, VTA rails. They're all street running. Oh. We said slow. We meant slow. <laughs> VTA yeah. light rail has, except for like some freeway median running, um, almost exclusively street running. So. What? Great. I like that a lot. That's really Do they good not have them. a single rail corridor down there? You know, if you remember that San Jose is one of those like San Jose is like Phoenix and that almost all of its development this is going to sound horrible because I'm talking about my mouth and this is all important things I'm saying but it doesn't matter San Jose is like Phoenix in that it was built almost entirely after the Second World War so there isn't really any just like you know old rail infrastructure gotcha. sitting around and we could not possibly design rail infrastructure into our greenfield development. We can only do that for roads. Correct. And, you know, what rail infrastructure there is is largely used by Caltrain and BART. Or Capital Corridor and ACE, because there's a lot of commuter rail services in there as well. Gotcha. So. Um, yeah, but for all the VTA's good things and it's, you know, couple weird downsides, which is mostly just light rail. Um, the first time I've really ever completely shat on light rail. I feel very bad about myself now. That's okay. <laughs> um, so what's UVX's uh, weekday ridership? As of September, like just less than 10,000. Yes, I'm aware. 13,000, 10,000. I mean, they are kind of cheating by going by two two universities. Or, sorry, one and a half universities. No, two universities. Oh, I was busy crapping on UVU. Oh, I thought you were crapping on BYU. No, as much <laughs> as I like crapping on them, they are a real university. Darn. UVU is just where you go if you're not going to BYU. 
This is true. I thought you went to BYU-Idaho if you weren't going to BYU. Both are true. You're just, like, diverging in different uh, angles. One way, you're becoming a fascist. The other way, you're going to UVU. <laughs> well, on one end, you have to live in Rexburg, which might be a punishment oh. for worse than death. <sighs> No, no offense to Eastern... Well, full offense to Eastern Idaho, but it has immense Hitler particles. Um, I thought those were supposed to be, like, under containment in the north. <laughs> well, that's, like, actual Nazis. Hitler particles are not exclusive to Nazis. Oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, wrong part of the country. Yeah. So, um... Part of, or VTA is doing some very stupid things at the moment, though. Uh, for one, as we mentioned a few moments ago, they're building BART to downtown San Jose. <laughs> this is going to be a six-mile, four-station line for $12 billion. That's with a B, folks. How? Uh, digging God's deepest tunnels under uh, suburban sprawl. God's deepest tunnels don't even cost this much. They do when you're trying not to disrupt anything from anyone ever, because that might hurt someone's feelings. The Second Avenue subway was cheaper per mile than this. Yeah, I'm aware. It's got, like, (laughs) unlimited utility hazards. Uh Uh-huh. This is suburban San Jose. I don't think utilities go more than two feet on the ground. Uh Uh-huh. So it's great, right? Uh, And then also (laughs) they're building 2.4 miles of light rail extension for $453 million. (laughs) And it's grade separated. Uh, well, it has one grade separated station. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that that should be, be completely in a viaduct for this price. I mean, it would. That would be the price of the Bart extension if they had built it completely in a viaduct. But <laughs> <laughs> man, they really should have. Could because Bart Bart died. Ugh, Bart viaducts are some of the nicer viaducts that seen in terms of like they're size and imposingness. Yeah, they're very small. I think mostly because there's no sides on them. The BART train is just like kind of hanging off the edge. Ah, uh, you see, but it will um, ruin the beautiful aesthetic of downtown and suburban San Jose to have an <laughs> elevated guideway. Pretty sure that was the, that, that aesthetic was the lost cause. <laughs> so they're spending a lot of money for very little rail, and I think that's probably not good and they should reconsider how they are building both of those things to maybe bring down prices but they're forging ahead with both so uh, if they want to spend the money go ahead good for them I guess you know waste one tenth of a California high speed rail on a six yeah, mile why, are we cr- why is anybody crapping <laughs> on the high speed rail when, when we have this I don't know, man. I simply do not know. (laughs) (sighs) You're going to be okay over there? No. Yeah. We're a viaduct. Me neither. So, you know, also extending, like, the world's least successful white rail system is not a great idea, especially since, and I kid you not, this new extension is expected to net VTA's light rail Less than a thousand daily riders. What? <laughs> For two point four miles? That's like garbage ridership per mile uh-huh. too. Uh huh. Not to mention the price. 
I would get this if they were like going to like a giant university or something. And finally making the light rail useful. Yeah. Man, it's crazy how, how few people ride your system when it doesn't have serious destinations on it. People so, going from origins to destinations did not see that one coming. No, me neither. Uh, are they going to try and grow the bus network more, or are they just kind of giving up on that and just ch- kind of changing stuff around? Uh, no, they're, they're, they're working on expanding bus service. But, you know, they have this whole light rail system already, right? And they're just not really doing anything with it. So... You know, it has all these problems. It's slow because it doesn't have traffic signal priority on most of its route. Why couldn't they just put that in? It's not that hard. It has exceptionally old vehicles, which is the replacement cost for the vehicle fleet is so expensive that that's one of the reasons they were considering shutting down the entire system. <laughs> Do we have a number for that replacement cost? I don't. I okay. couldn't find it. But that's... I was wondering if it was more or less than the extension. I'm betting you it's probably about the same as the extension. So maybe instead of the extension... Well, they're doing both, so... Uh, Alright. It has exceptionally poor land use around all of its stations, except, like, three. Um. (laughs) Which is not uncommon on many light rail rail systems. No, but there's nowhere for people to go to from nowhere to somewhere in this case. Exactly, because, as mentioned earlier, many other light rail systems will take you into a strong downtown or other destination. Yeah. It has an antiquated operating pattern, as we discussed earlier. It has request stops for a majority of its stops. Which is a terrible way to keep schedule. Yeah, and also just weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't get that. Uh, they also have the highest operating cost per light rail car per hour of any agency in the country. What? I don't know why. <laughs> but, but don't it, they run old small buckets of bolts at uh-huh. slow speeds? Uh-huh. That just sounds incompetent. Yeah. That, no, that one is just incompetence. I got to be real with you. Great. <laughs> uh, it costs them like seven times as much as like the cheapest. Like UTA, I believe per revenue hour, a UTA uh, light rail car costs about $120. I'm pretty uh, sure it's quite a bit more than that. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Because our buses cost more than that. National... I'm just going to eat more candy. Good choice. Well. NTD data. Transit agency profiles. Here, I'll send you another one, Alex. Utah. Thank you. I was just about to ask. (laughs) Apply. Utah Transit Authority. (laughs) This is taking a minute. Sorry. All right. Uh, We're going to do 2019 data because I don't like 2021 data. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Inshallah, someday we will have 2022 data and the pandemic will be over. You are correct. Okay, I was off by about $60 or $70. Oh, really? It's only 190 Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, So how much do you think that UTA or VTA's light rail vehicles cost per revenue hour? $250. (laughs) Um, Guess $300. Can I keep going? Four hundred. Keep going. Uh, four fifty. Keep going. Five hundred and sixty-nine dollars. It's about five hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> <What? laughs> 
are they paying their operators in gold bars? Are they running like four man crews? I don't know, man, but that's how it is. So they have the most expensive to operate light rail system in the country how? with the least riders in the country, making it the least cost effective transit system of any sort in the country, essentially. Sheer VTA just got ratioed. Yeah. Sheer unfettered incompetence. Let me make sure and back <laughs> that up real quick. No, I have it in the source. Wow, you did a link. Yeah. That is insane. So, you know, and all this is true, but, and, uh, so, you know, it sucks ass currently in every possible way, but it has some great potential. It connects to San Jose Diridon Station, which has Ace, Capital Corridor, Caltrain, and someday BART. It connects the Caltrain at Tamian and Mountain View and Diridon. It connects the BART at Milpitas and someday in downtown San Jose. And it connects to the, well, sort of, to the fantastic VTA bus system. That doesn't sound too bad. But, you know, so it has potential to just be a really fantastic system if VTA decides it to treat it like what it is, which is meant to be the core of the entire network. Because, you know, one of the reasons that VTA's light rail performs so poorly is that it always has duplicating bus service. So you A can, lot of it. You can just ride the bus instead and probably not have to walk as much or get, like, a better... Or get a transfer yeah. or anything. Yeah, which is fine, but if you're going to have a core rail system that's meant to be a core rail system, you should treat it like one. Your bus network should feed the light rail, and it should be used for longer trips. And to do this, you need to speed it up. That means TSP. That means getting it off the street occasionally if you can. Crazy. That means having vehicles that are not a 1,000 years old. And not doing skip scops, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what novel and you also. I know. You also have a massive housing crisis in the Bay Area, so wouldn't it be great if you could put up some apartment towers next to VTA light rail stations? Crazy. This is a competition with San Francisco. Yes. <laughs> also, you got to bring down operating costs and run more trains and consider reconfiguring your lines for more efficient service. Like, I don't know, man. There's ways to fix this. You just got to go out and do it. So, do it. Hey, at least they're getting new trains. They are getting new trains. Your train's going to go any faster? Well, they have to run on the same tracks. Oh, right. But, I don't know, they'll probably improve reliability a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> Anybody else have anything to say about the Vita, the Vita, the Vita light rail? Maybe they should rebrand. Into like, some horrid mispronunciation no, 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 of VTI. No, 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 like the San... <laughs> Jose Silicon Valley super duper advanced pod shuttle system <laughs> to get all the tech bros to ride it. So, so, and like so powered it, by Bitcoin mining. <laughs> so, so brand it as a gadget bond and then see who brand will ride it, it. Brand it as a gadget bond and then all the tech bros will like it. We mine Bitcoin on the trains with the with the energy from the regenerative brakes. You could theoretically do that. You could theoretically do that, yes. <laughs> and I'm sure the tech bros would just adore uh, mining Bitcoin in the train. So That will solve all of the major operating problems. Mm-hmm. Ooh, v, uh, VTA now, um, now fully funded by Bitcoin? 
How about that? Like people are paying their sales tax in Bitcoin? Sure, but, like, why not? Uh, uh, their sales tax gets um, transferred to Bitcoin and then, and then is paid back. in Bitcoin. Yeah, so technically it's the only Bitcoin-funded light rail system. There you go. That's that nothing could go wrong with this plan. No. It's a great plan. Huge plan. There's no volatility <laughs> in the Bitcoin market. No. Yeah, and it's definitely a real all. currency. <laughs> it hasn't had like what, six major crashes in the last ten years? Mm, yeah. It's like a currency but faster. And worse. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's like a currency yeah. where people can scam you more easily. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> And you have to mine it by making your computer do math. Hey, it was the first. It was the first uh, the, the internet, the computer crypto court currency coin thing of a bob. So I guess we better give it a break. That's for embarrassing. That that's, that's not, I wouldn't want to be the first of anything like that. But I, what I would want to be the first is the first person to visit every VTA light rail station. I'm sure somebody's done this before. I wonder, like, how many in total in the Bay Area, like, how many, like, rail transit stations there are. Lots. Like, Muni alone has, like, 200 probably because half of their lines are buses. (laughs) (laughs) And all their stations. Well, and don't forget about the the cable cars, which have a stop every block, just like every other Muni bus. This feels like cheating when there's no actual industry. And the F market, which... (laughs) Oh, boy. Which is not great. I'm with my friend Navi on Twitter who wants to get rid of the F market and um, just run more buses on Market Street. (laughs) (laughs) Having a historic streetcar on Market Street is stupid. Tourist revenue. Tourists will got to take the bus either way. No one's driving in San Francisco as a tourist, I hope. Well, but like in the same way that the... uh the uh, cable cars get tourist revenue. Ah, but it doesn't cost any more. Like, so what I'm saying is maybe they should up the fare. Up the fare. And continue to include it for no additional charge in the monthly pass like they do with the cable cars. Sure. And then tourist revenue go over. Not that I think a ton of locals are probably riding um, the cable cars during like tourist season just because of how packed they are. I think this is one of the reasons why it continues to be no additional charge for the locals. Although, like, in the off-season, you remember, we saw that one guy, like, the very well-dressed businessman-looking yeah. guy, rode up the hill into Knob Hill with He's us. He's walking up the bloody hill. No, All these things yeah. were a good idea when they built them. They're still a good idea. Man, that guy was sharp, too. You remember? He had, like, a hat. He had his briefcase and, like, a cane. Like, no, this I was remember, the businessman. Yeah. I don't know. He, he impressed me a lot. I was very impressed. You, so. to- you totally, like, invest in his company or whatever. Or buy yeah, I'd products. invest in his company. Heck, yeah. You know, he should be able to scam the people he's trying to sell stuff to out of money at the very least. So I, <laughs> I can trust my investment is in good hands. <sighs> oh, also, fun fact, they briefly had an express service on the blue line. There you go. Dude, how, how do they have the infrastructure for that? I don't know. They figured it out somehow. Okay. It only ran three times per direction per day. That sounds useless. And just ran to Caltrain. <laughs> That sounds useless. <laughs> sounds useful, I think. Well, think about it. Yeah, I guess if you happen to be going at the exact same time that one of the three time per direction per day trips are. Yeah. 
which is during commuting hours, obviously. So, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. And, and, to, and to go ride the VTA light rail. Yeah, if you live in, you know, give them a hand, geez. Um, <laughs> They're trying. Uh, and to follow and leave us a rating on iTunes and Spotify. If you like what we do here, you can become a member on Patreon. Patrons receive early access to our existing content, as well as exclusive content and occasional merch drops. Woohoo. Speaking of patrons, can I borrow your computer? At um, three times a day, Commuter Express, Blue Line, VTA Light Rail service, but better, we have... <laughs> <laughs> that through runs on the Caltrain track. The through runs on the Caltrain because it's electrified now. Uh, we have Zach Adams at $69.69 per month. Love me 25 kilovolt light rail. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually do kind of like that idea. Um, <laughs> at all of those things, minus one good thing, uh, <laughs> we have generic GT, $35 a month. At regular frontrunner tier, we have Curtis Herring, Devin Zander, McKay Ransom, Mike Christensen, and Phobos, 20 Three nine zero. Thank you. And at yeah. our deadline tier, five dollars a month. We have Brian Smith, Christopher Whaley, DJ Hi Will Watkins, thank you. Elijah Kentzler, Jacob Whitecotton, Jesse Mayo, Reluctant LA resident, and Robert P. Walsh. Thank you all. Blue Line tier, not saying which, three dollars. <laughs> we have Alex Dykelski, Ben Busa. Bradley Bondi, Ethan McDonald, Evelyn, G4, Gonza12, John Heron Gorman, Martin Hecker Martinez, Matt Gray, Seth, and Zach Verstott. Wow. And at um, VTA Green Line tier. They have, have a green line? They do. Wow. They have an orange line, uh, yes, a blue beloved. line, and a green line. I love that combo. Uh, California really doesn't like red lines, I think. Um, we have Benjamin Wood and Capil. Woohoo. Yay. Thanks, gang. Uh, thank you all for Hooray. your funding so we can... <laughs> Make we episodes can... about the worst light rail, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's what they pay us for. That's what the people want. All 600 of them. Wow. Yeah. yeah. S- 601, actually. Oh, red no. line stays winning. I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Vote, vote with your dollar. Vote with your dollar. Vote with your subscribe button. Uh, help us overtake the Euro cells who dominate um, um, transit YouTube and Canada <laughs> cells. Yeah, this is just about you, Reese Martin. Heck, you! How dare you like your own country? Gosh darn you! <laughs> Oh, Canada. You suck because you're not America. <laughs> Average American. Jingoism is a fun pastime. All right, bye. Good episode. I'm a hawk, but for war with Canada. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. We're stopping this episode before this gets even more cancelable. Racism is... Beep. Off right there. <laughs> Redacted. Redacted. <laughs>